It's shellac and vinyl. Show number four. With Guy and Chip. Okay, we don't have a we don't have a a strategy today, except the strategy is we're playing random stuff of my latest acquisitions. So I'm gonna, you know, make a plea to our listeners that they call in on the hotline <laughs> and and help Guy with his addiction here. Seven hundred new vinyl records. Well, shellac last, too, and shellac. I mean, I mean, let's not get carried away. It's it's an opiate. Well, it is hitting somewhere in the brain, but I've got a lot of cool stuff. We don't even know how cool it is. We'll be finding out tonight. Well, we're just gonna scratch the surface. I've got piles, and you know how it always works that the piles don't seem to be diminished by the time we're done. Let's start. Let's just start off right away and get that old stuff out.
Well, well. Kid Tanner and the Skillet Liquors. So we got the Google going here. Kid Tanner uh, got together with his blind guitarist friend Riley Puckett to form the Skillet Liquors in 1926. And of course, as you all guessed from that track, Out of Georgia on the Columbia label. Yeah, well, and I think it's probably prudent to to make the, the caveat, the notice, the warning that these are records and these are records from my private collection for the most part, and they are old and <laughs> scratched and played. So the the fidelity is not going to be like digitalized. Uh, shellac and vinyl means no digital. I think we can we can. Safely we can verify that, that yes. Right. Let's move on to uh, something by The Mob. Ladies and gentlemen, Guy has stumped the Google. It's the, uh, the, the group. The group, the mob, love has located. got a hold on me on Colossus Forty Five. Now I know that this is. I found it when I was looking around a couple weeks ago on the Google for it. It's a. It's some like Detroit or Cleveland band, and they had a few hits, and they're they're popular in the northern soul genre. But we can look for it later. As we're doing other things. But along those lines, let's listen to The Nitty Gritty by Shirley Ellis, another 45. Now, if someone... 
loud. Yeah, it's a hot, hot cut, I guess. Um, pretty hot, though. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, pretty hot. Shirley, what? Shirley, uh, Shirley Ellis, the nitty gritty. Okay, so this is how this works. I go to these sales, right? <clears throat> and there's this particular sale was like thousands of records for sale, and I went through every single forty-five, and and some of these songs. Yeah, I don't know what they sound like before I buy them. I don't know who these people are, but for the you know, the price I paid for them, I think they were twenty cents a piece. These forty fives, and uh, you and know, we you, got the nitty gritty for twenty cents. Yeah, you get. I just got all sorts of stuff, and if it looks at all interesting, I put it in the get pile, and then I work my way through and listen to them. And this, so it takes like about a year for me to do that i you, you walked in you about tripped but on the, he never catches up you, you about <laughs> tripped on the boxes coming in the new boxes on the floor as i go through <clears throat> i don't know it's it's just so much so much music and it's uh kind of anthropological too well that nitty-gritty tune is is a song that should be on the radio now i mean it should come back i mean i remember when i was a kid uh, for some reason, like in the mid '70s, right when Earth, Wind, and Fire was really big, and maybe it was when they did the remake, mm-hmm. but they uh, they got to get you in my life. Yeah, yeah. Boomeranged back from the Revolver album like ten years earlier, and it hit the charts, and it got right? I want to say got in the top twenty even. Yeah, that was the centerpiece of the rock and roll album. One the compilation, oh, the, oh, the right with the rollover Beethoven and all those. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. With the the celluloid. Right. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about the Beatles here, folks. But right. Know. So, so I mean, this nitty gritty song should come back. It it should be on the radio but now. You, you know, one that's thing that's great too. Interesting about these forty fives, and and not so much the seventy eights because that was before we were, you know, in our adolescence and everything. But the forty fives were, you know, kind of in our wheelhouse. These songs, some of them, they sound vaguely familiar. Like I I know <laughs> I've heard them, right? But I can't really put my finger on it. Let's let's play one we know that. Neither you nor I, probably, and probably not anybody who listens to this, all ten of them, um, who had probably ever heard this song before. But you know, I got to tell you, this is cool. It was down in old. Joe's barroom. His eyes were red and bloodshot. These are the words he said to me. Went down to St. Joe's infirmary to see my woman there. She was laying on the table, so white, so cold, so fair. Let her go, let her go, God bless her, wherever she may be, there'll never be another gal like her, there'll never be another for me, oh, when I die, just bury me, 
and a box back coat and hat Put a $20 gold piece on my watch chain To let the Lord know I died then and past Frankie Marvin on John Ryan record. It's Gambler's Blues, otherwise known as St. James Infirmary. Now, this is just a recent acquisition within the last week. Uh, 78. It's cool. You're strangely silent. Well, you know, I guess uh, I, I've put, just put too much stock in Wikipedia because Frankie Martin is also... Marvin. Marvin. Oh, Marvin. It's Johnny oh, Marvin. No. That's what I typed in, Frankie Marvin, and it's coming up nothing. You like uh, get a whole lot of Marvin Gaye. Wow. Just, you know, this is the beauty of this old music hunt because maybe people don't know about it. <laughs> right. Nobody's bothered to put up a Wikipedia entry on Frankie Marvin. Nope. <clears throat> nope. Let's go. So maybe yeah. Shellac and Vinyl needs a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Maybe we should get our shows up on the somewhere so people can hear them too. That's coming. That's coming. That's coming. Good. I'm I, glad I spoke, you're the technical. Spoke, spoke to some website people today. You're the you're the technical guy. I'm the I'm the I'm the music yeah. the music cartologist. You're the technical guy. I'm the technical guy. <laughs> sure you are. Sure you are. And I'm I'm the cider provider. Cider provider. That works. So, you were looking around at something. Uh, well, you were talking about that little rumble we were hearing. Did you figure it out? I think I think it's just our our setup on the on the. Um, well, I can move it onto the floor, on the uh, on the, uh, the desk there. Um, do you have like a, a blanket or something you can put on? Sure, it? because I think that would solve it. Okay, let's put on some music, and I can get a blanket while that's happening. This is going to be something that nobody knows. You got the love by Professor Morrison's Lollipop. <laughs> Professor Morrison's Lollipop. The late sixties thing you know sounds kind of one of your double entendre kind of things no. again no no <laughs> ready <laughs> Love to love, baby. You got the look I love to love. 
was quite nice. Yeah, that late 60s psychedelic faux thing. Love the keyboards in there, the, the organ. Farfisa? Farfisa? Farfisa organ. Ah. Like, you know, like uh, uh, 96 Tears by Question Mark and the Mysterians. There you go. It's a Farfisa sound. So let's stay in that. Is that what Stevie Winwood was playing with the. Uh... He might have been playing a Hammond. Yeah, I think he was. he's a Hammond guy. Yeah. So let's stay in Spencer that. Spencer Davis group. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> give me, give me some loving. There right. you go. Yeah. Let's stay with the 45s for a minute in that kind of same general time frame. Uh, Mickey Dolan kind of didn't have much. From the Monkees. Didn't have much going on after the Monkees split up the first time. He's working it now. He's working it now, but check what he did. Check what he did right after they split up on a 45. See, and everyone had always said that Naismith wrote all the good stuff. Dolan's, he, he's he's pretty good. What about Peter... Tork? Peter Tork. Whatever happened to Peter My Tork? My Auntie Griselda. He's, him and Dolan's are the only ones left. That they're, they're, well, right. Uh, they're doing Dave, the thing. Davey, whatever, died. Davey died, and Naismith, because he bagged it years ago. But Peter and Mickey, they, they tour as the monkeys. Let's listen to this. All right. Should have been good enough to get some airplay. That was pretty good, wasn't it? That was, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy what you can find digging through piles. <laughs> Should we uh, we slow it down a little bit, but but get into? We were just having too much sixty swing here. It's it's uh, rocking time, rocking time. That was Mickey Dolan's. It's not soul. 
<laughs> but but we can work our way there, starting with a little Eartha Kit. How does that sound? Ah, my favorite Catwoman. I've posed for pictures with ivory soap. I've petted stray dogs and shied clear of dope. My smile is brilliant. My glance is tender. But I'm noted most for my unspoiled gender. I've been made Miss Rheingold, though I never touch beer. And I'm the person to whom they say, You're sweet, my dear. The only etchings I've seen have been behind glass. And the closest I've been to a bar was at ballet class. Prim and proper. The girl who's never been cased. Well, I'm tired of being pure and not chaste. Like something that seeks its level. I want to go to the devil. I want to be evil. I want to spit tax. I want to be evil and cheat at jacks. I want to be wicked. I want to tell lies. I want to be mean and throw my pies. I want to wake up in the morning with that dark brown taste. I wanna see some dissipation in my face. I wanna be evil. I wanna be mad. But more than that, I wanna be bad. I wanna be evil and trump an ace just to see my partner's face. I wanna be nasty. I wanna be cruel. I wanna be daring. I wanna shoot pool. And in the theater, I want to change my seat just so I can step on everybody's feet. I wanna be evil. I wanna hurt for life. I want to sing songs like the guy who cries. I want to be horrid. I want to drink booze. And whatever I've got, I am eager to lose. I want to be evil. Little evil me. Just as mean and evil as I Well, that was very special. Of course, everything you play is special, Guy. Well, I don't know. I think that you've... Because I have to just say, I wouldn't have put that on. <laughs> well, that's kind of the point, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's exactly the point. So let's let's <clears throat> stick with female vocalists on seventy-eight, Alex. For two hundred, yes. All right, little Bessie Smith, brand new to the collection this week. 
was quite a bit quieter. Oh, Francis getting in on the uh, podcast. <laughs> That's our dog scratching his leg. <laughs> <laughs> Live mics. That's right. Okay, well, he's... This is truly an at-home show. Yeah, well, you, you know, that was um, his classic, Bessie Smith. I think we need to complete the trifecta with female vocalists on 78, and we're going to play Julia's Blues by Julia Lee. And then we'll get back into, you know, up-tempo Some stuff. Other vibe. Yeah, this is fun, though. This is good stuff. And this has got a little bit more of a jazzy. That was jazzy, but this has kind of got, like, the instrument jazzy. Okay, Francis, you need to stop scratching. <laughs> <laughs> He's scratching for another single. Here we go. Julie Lee, a wonderful trip through the female 78s. Yeah, and that's got a little jazzy feel to it. Now, it okay, does, it does. So what I'm going to segue to is is this local band called the Dusty 45s. And is it Dusty Springfield? Nope, the Dusty 45s, local band, and they were kind of one of the headliner bands at the West Seattle Street Fair. This weekend? Two, or, or two, two weekends, weekends ago. ago? Okay. Two weekends ago. And they are, they're, they put on a good show. I mean, they really put on a good show. And I was so impressed after, of course, that I, that after their show that I bought two of their 
LPs. Not one, but two. two. <laughs> On vinyl. That's the way guy rolls. On vinyl. But uh, I'm going to play one of their cuts that is just... I, this I, this could be a hit. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's like... It's along the lines of the blasters. Yes, I, I think I'm somewhat familiar with the uh, Dusty 45. So, so this is going to be a little bit of a of a, a, an adventure because it's yellow vinyl number one and it's an album cut number two so you, it's a hard time to see the where the music starts but, but i edit all that out so we don't need oh, to talk sh- about that <laughs> this is perfectly done from day from the from minute one to minute 120 i'm the technical guy <laughs> uh, right on well you know you should take that and run with it here we go dusty 45 i said make a honey a honey Bee honey. That was recorded live at KEXP. Local radio station. In 2001, though, those guys have been around forever. I did not realize that. It makes sense to me now that I think about it, but if you asked me how long they'd been around, I'd say maybe 10 years. But they actually, a lot they, longer. They played that song at, at the show. Of it's, course they did. That's what attracted you to buy the vinyl. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they do a a killer version of the Blasters Marie Marie on this live song, which someday we might hear. Someday. But maybe we can After hear After we it. get through the other 699 albums. No, we can, we can do that on our, on our Pacific Northwest show, which is, you know. Which is up, upcoming. Upcoming. Scheduled for uh, now, October whenever, 17th. No. <laughs> whenever we get around to it, right? I mean, you know. So, uh, let's... Um, Keep it up tempo. This is this is a little rockabilly tune that is, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't really think that this guy George Hamblin before was kind of like this pop country singer, but he had a reverse side of a big hit. What was the big hit? The big hit was 
a rose and a baby Ruth, and it's kind of a poppy country Ooh. song. But the the reverse, kind of a nice the little B side, little little a little bit of a rockabilly tune on a seventy eight. Ready? Let's hear it. Well, back in the country in my hometown, I'm the coolest, fastest man around. I got a hot rod Ford, and you ought to see it run. I went out riding with a friend of mine. We started passing everybody way down the line, and I felt pretty big, and boy, we was having fun. Suddenly, it didn't feel so fine, cause a highway cop pulled up behind, so I asked my friend if the cop was after me. He just sat there shaking all over like old Elvis Presley and saying, Well, if you don't know, I ain't gonna tell you from now on. It's up to you, fellow. The words don't count at a time like this. There was a little blonde lived down on the corner. All the boys thought that she was a goner. So we got to be a date and we went for a ride one night. We rode along and I held her hand. I felt just like a grown-up man. Till she stood over close and hugged me up real tight. Started to stop, get out and run, but I didn't want to miss out on all the fun. So I asked her to teach me to spoon beneath the moon. She just looked up at me and winked those big, beautiful blue eyes and said, Well, you don't know, I ain't gonna tell you from now on. It's up to you, fail the words don't count at a time like this. Why I drive a 56 Ford Deluxe with two carburetors, souped-up engine, high-compression heads, and overdrive? <laughs> if you don't know, I ain't gonna tell you from now on. It's up to you, fella. I think you know just what I'm talking about. Nice little ditty. Yeah. Yeah. So, weren't you gonna play... Did we play Hot Rod Lincoln last time? We played Hot Rod Because you were talking Rod. about that. There's another version. No, we didn't play it. Oh. You sent me the article about well, the Hot Rod Lincoln out of Spokane. Yeah, we can't play it, though, because that's part of the, the Pacific Northwest show. Oh, okay. Shh. Foreshadow. <laughs> <laughs> I actually looked at that today. I thought, ah, no, I can't do that today. That's well, It's recent, but I can't do it today. So we should um, play something else, and we're going to do an instrumental. And this is the B-side of Sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny. Now, I love the way you say that like I would know it. <laughs> well, we could. Well, you I have mean, such faith in me. To if, we, if we want to, like, <clears throat> let people know, we could play a little snippet of Sleepwalk. It's pretty famous. It's a, it's a guitar solo piece. It's mellow. But, I mean, lesson is No, not. let's just stick with the B sides. Yeah, let's go for the B side. All right, here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
Santo and Johnny. All Night Diner. You want to shake it up a little bit and maybe move into a little bit of electric blues? I think that'd be mighty nice. Let's hear some John Lee Hooker. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Here we go. kind of bluesy stuff right away then you should but i think i'm not and you should talk in the microphone when you talk too can i not does it not picking me up i've got such a loud oh, it, voice it, it picks you up yeah but it's not you know that rich resonant resonant okay. voice that you have guy well i'm not gonna do another blues thing right now maybe we'll put a pin in it and do that later but i'm gonna play something else it's kind of a novelty from probably the 30s but it's kind of a neat little song it's called benny the bumblebee feels bum by the dixieland swingsters hey, guy i think you're the only person that could possibly pay, play something as cool as john lee hooker and switch to benny the bumblebee bum <laughs> <laughs> 
But it's cool. It's cool. All right. All right. Well, we will be the judge of that. Okay. Take it away, guy. Dixieland Swingsters are pretty cool. They are. Well, they got a good trumpet player and a good tenor sax player, that's for sure. And for those of you who weren't here to see it in all its entirety, it took some special paper clipping by Guy to get that song to play correctly. Okay, so what you don't see is all the magic that goes into the production of this enterprise. We were having some technical difficulties with that record, and uh, finally I put a paper clip on the tone arm, and for whatever reason that made the connection work better. I have talked to you, maybe not on the show, but I have talked to you before about the kaleidoscope, and I have been uh, kind of on a quest to get some vinyl of the kaleidoscope so we could play it on our show. And so this is... The recent acquisition show, and I recently was successful in my quest to get something on vinyl by the Kaleidoscope. I picked up a copy of their first album from about 19, I'd say maybe 1967. It was a uh, band that David Lindley was the founder of, along with some other guys, the guitarist who later... The old Jackson Brown yeah. company, it's an El Rayo X. Yeah, and he's still around, but this, yeah. this uh, they were really, 
uh, eclectic. They played all sorts of different kinds of music. And, and this song is the first cut off their first album. It's called Egyptian Gardens. The debut of the Kaleidoscope. So what do you think? Well, I have a hard time believing that that hit AM radio in the 60s. Well, I'm pretty sure it didn't. <laughs> but in the 60s, FM radio was, you know, the uh, the refuge of the enlightened. Yeah, that was that that was quite something ahead of its time, certainly. Yes. Um. Although I guess I I don't know what year was that? 67, 66. Uh, oh, it's the first album, 66. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. It says here on my Google that David Lindley won the Topango Banjo Fiddle Contest five times in a row from 66 to 70, uh, and those were the years of the Kaleidoscope. 
you know, he was do- doing double duty. He, the guy was a great musician. They had oh, a man. bunch of other... Did you hear the sitar in there? I did. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I was fortunate enough, um, Jackson Brown came to town once and did a uh, benefit show for David So Happy. You may remember he was a Native American here in Seattle who got busted for fishing, um, and he was testing the treaty rights. And uh, it was just uh, Jackson Brown and David Lindley. And that guy just, it seemed like anything he picked up, he could play and play well. Very talented musician. So, for those who aren't watching us, I'll just let them know that it, a, the dog just came in and <laughs> was like during the middle of the conversation he was saying hello. Okay, let's uh, let's continue on. Um, I I still haven't gotten back to the blues, but I'm just kind of working my. Yeah, we we've really drifted away. But we we may get back. We there. may get back, huh? But this is a good one. Um, let's see. Is this? Yeah, this is Bim Bam by the Drifters. Ah, so it's going to be a vocal song. Yes. Bill Bam, thank you, ma'am. Kisses taste like candy jam. You can see what a fool I am when you lift me mine. Bill Bam, baby, let me have some fun. Won't you give me Here I come. Thank you, ma'am. It's good like very jam. Makes me cry like a baby lamb. When you kiss me, honey. When you make me feel so fine. I could almost lose my mind. Let me leave this world behind. In your arms another time. Bam, thank you, ma'am. Shuts me up just like 
Well, I'm suspecting that the drifters, which I didn't realize this, they are in the Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame two different times. And why two oh. times? Well, apparently they were the name of the Drifters was owned by a guy named Clyde McFadder. Uh, Mac- no, not McFadder. George Treadwell, and, and and from what I'm reading here, he was the first Simon Cowell. He owned the name, and sixty different vocalists have recorded as the Drifters, so he would just rotate them in and out. And uh, they first went into the Hall of Fame as the Ben E. King Drifters. And then they were inducted a second time as uh, the Drifters from an earlier version. I think this must have been an earlier version. I think so, too. It's like mid-50s. I don't know for sure. It's a new act. Didn't they do Under the Boardwalk? That's where I first got introduced to them. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Granted, I first heard the Stones cover of that, but uh, then going back to the original, I thought the original was by the Drifters. Although, for all I know, it's something else like the Platters. Or Or the Coasters. Or the Coasters. Yeah, or the coastal platters drifting. <laughs> <laughs> the coasters. It's like that's what you put your beer on. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get serious. Um, you know, what do you think of when I say Bill Haley? I say Bill, you say Haley. What do, what do you think? Uh, happy days. Yeah, all rock around the clock and yeah. all that kind of... Yeah. Well, so he had other songs, obviously. No, I, I I don't believe. I think those were the only songs he ever recorded. He might have been in. American, I'm just kidding. He, I think he was of on course. the soundtrack of American Graffiti also. Uh, okay, but maybe not. I don't have that record. That's one I don't have. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but I do have a '78 of Bill Haley playing a song other than. Is this P- Bill Haley away from the comments? No, I think he's a comet. I think he's with the comets in this. But okay, it's, it's Mambo Rock. Should we do the Mambo Rock? Mambo? Mambo. Isn't it Mambo? (sighs) Maybe. (laughs) It's Mambo Kings. around 
Mambo. But it kind of sounds the same. A lot. You think? I don't know. I think that's... Let's rock around the Mambo rock. (laughs) It's better than the song on the other side, I gotta say. So I gotta love Wikipedia's description of Mambo, which is is similar to other Afro-American musical denominations, such as, wait for it, conga, malanga, bamba, tumba, Timba, Samba, Semba, Bamba, Bambula, Tambo, Langa, Kumbe, Kumbaya, I guess that's Kumbaya, and Kendombe. Really? I mean... You got a lot to choose from there, right? Apparently it means things in Swahili. I don't think... I'm pretty sure that Bill, he didn't care. I don't think Bill cared at all. No. No. But so, that was like, let's see, oh, you know, I'm, so, you know, that was when Cuba was big, right? You know, it was it was a major... Uh, yeah, Xavier uh, Cougat was big. Vacation getaway from people from Florida right. and whatnot, such right. that the Cuban music came across really easy before Castro went in there. In and, 58. Yeah. Yeah. And see? Che. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. We're not going to go into a history lesson here but that's fun we could do like a podcast on history sometime well, on, music, on music, music and history, history go hand in hand I've got a whole bunch of World War One 78s sometime we just devote the entire two hours to playing 78s from World War One. it's a long way to Tipperary yeah yeah anyway um, and if you gotta scratch it scratch it I don't know what that means dog sounds oh we have dogs (laughs) we have dogs okay there was this group called the liverpool five and it's kind of interesting because they were you know set up to be kind of like the beatles but actually they were from spokane (laughs) the liverpool five yeah from spokane that would be spokane washington yes and they had they had a couple top 40 hits but this one that I'm going to play is not one of those, but it's, you know, you, you've you heard the, the term garage, garage rock? Certainly. You know, kind of like just, you know. I believe Apple named their band app Garage. Okay. So it's like this, that if you were to look this up on the Wikipedia, garage rock, it, it's, you know, kind of it's, it's, uh, indicators are you know kind of a rough and fuzzy guitar and maybe not technically proficient as much as others and a lot of exuberance and probably usually up tempo the ramones kind of the ramones listen to the liverpool five this 45 from spokane from spokane here we go all right
felt that had the early Pink Floyd sound, it, like Arnold Lane. and There was a bit of psychedelia in there, yeah. wasn't there? Yeah. And there's a, it's not really a new band. I saw them at uh, South by three, four years ago. The Temples sound a lot like that. Really? Now. Yeah. Really good, really good new band. Although when I saw them at uh, Chop Suey, they were a bit full of themselves. It's kind of neat to think that that's, that record's probably from about 66. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't that cool? And Spokane yeah, amazes me right, more than anything. Yeah, yeah. That hotbed of music. <clears throat> There's some other stuff from coming from there. Yeah, Bing Crosby. Mildred Bailey from Tico. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's uh <laughs> let's let's mix it up. We're not back to the blues yet, but we're back to kind of that jump blues feel. Take it upstairs, Bunky Redding with Red Saunders All Stars. All Stars. <laughs> 
was jump blues you say jump blues nice up tempo yeah so i think we should tell people about how this is like what our circumstances are here the dogs come in we play <laughs> which the you, records which i'm sure you've all heard <laughs> we play the records the dogs knock the records over they break the records we have the thank god <laughs> Thank God that we got a we fought a full through with the paperclip of Benny the Bumblebee feels bum because now that's a broken record. It's cool though. So I don't. I mean, I taped it up and maybe it can play with some clicks in it, but you know, I, I I'm actually just dying to hear it right now. <laughs> can you play play a record that was snapped in half by just using some scotch tape? I'm I'm. I'm, re- I'm really just interested. Well, we're just going to have to do that after the completion of the podcast to see if it'll play through. It might. It, I, right. You've been watching me taping it up. Yes. <laughs> Amazed. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, you know, one of my favorite... I, so first off, backing up, my first big, huge, the one, the, the group that I loved, and I knew a lot about them, was the Beatles. And as part of that, and, and, you know, they were kind of perfect. I was perfect age for them because I, you know, 1970, I think, is when, like, Let, Let It Be was big. I was 12. And about the same time is when they opened up Apple and they had all their 
other bands that you know that they signed for Apple, you know their 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 record company. One of their bands that they signed was Badfinger, and I've always always loved Badfinger. Sure. And um, I'm cheating a little. Whatever what you want, I will always be with you, girl, girl. No matter what you are. That's no that's what it is. I knew the tune is, but not so much the words. <laughs> I've I've got that 45. I'm but, sure you do, but and that's I, not what you're gonna play. No, no, no. Uh, and this is cheating a little bit because I had the LP, and I might have even had the the 45 before. What do you mean had? Oh, this is back when you were a kid. No, I have it now. I oh, mean, okay. I already already had, but this is the recent acquisitions show. Oh, that's right. And and I did actually recently acquire another copy of Day After Day by Badfinger, which I absolutely love. Well, let's hear it, guy. All righty. <laughs>
Wow. What an incredibly sad story. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a horrible story. You just looked it up? I just looked because I you know, I, I was remembering Badfinger and yeah. that song and uh you know, Nielsen Schmielsen is one of my favorite albums and he covered their Without You. Right. Um and it's what no matter what you want is the uh uh the name is the name of the song that I was humming earlier. But anyway, yeah, well, I just looked it up. It's actually and, and, just no matter what. That's right, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and, but yeah, and, listen, it's it's a sad story. Oh, God. It's a horribly yeah. sad story. Ripped off by their American manager, some guy named Stan Polly, who actually stole the money from their Warner Brothers escrow account. So Warner Brothers ends up suing them. Yeah. Um, comes back to screw them in their comeback, even, and their main guy commits suicide. I mean, it's just like, wow. <sighs> and their second guy, then a few years later, also committed suicide. Yeah. Uh, just um, horrible. Pete Ham, I think. Uh, that would be well. Pete Ham is the first one listed here, and um, then I the, don't second know who the second guy, guy is, but um, Mike Gibbons, Tom Evans, or Joey Molland. Yeah, I think it was Tom Evans. Tom Evans. He was the second. Yeah, that's th- just so sad. But their first three, four albums are just so amazing. It says here that their song "Baby Blue." Yeah. Which was recorded in 1972, I think, mm-hmm. made top 14 Billboard chart in 2013 because it was on Breaking Bad. Wow. Well, you know, they had No Matter What. They had Come and Get It. They had um, Day After Day, Baby Blue. Those are like some, you know, the, the big the big songs that yeah. people remember. Those were They're great tunes. Incredible. Great tunes. Yeah. I didn't really want to. they're wanna... from Swansea, Wales. Go they're... Swansea. Swansea. I didn't want to bring it down to this to to you know talk about sadness and everything because that's a very Does, doesn't it make you blue? Yeah, a little bit, but not enough to come back to the blues. You know what? You no, know, actually, it it does, and it's perfect segue because I've got in my hand before you even said that I've got a, a record, a seventy-eight by Big Bill Brunzi, and you know what the name of it is? I'm blue for you. I feel so good. Oh, okay. I got a letter It come to me by mail My baby says she's coming home And I hope that she don't fail You know I feel so good Yeah, I feel so good now I feel so good, baby, I feel like Bonnie Jack. I feel so good, I hope I always will. I feel just like a jack out with a genie, well behind a hill, you know I feel so good. Yes, I feel so good. I feel so good, baby. I feel like Bonnie Jack. Tickle a hug. Thank you. 
I'm going down to the station just to meet a train. I've got to see my baby. No, I've got dead ink. You know, I feel so good. Yes, I feel so good. I feel so good. I just feel like Bonnie Jack. Crazy about my garden gin When I get high now, baby I just feel like floating around in the wind You know I feel so good Yeah, I feel so good I feel so good, baby I feel like born a jack well, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. Back to kind of the blues a little bit. That's a bluesy sound. Yeah. 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 You wanted to tell people about Badfinger and what you found on the... No. It... Okay. It's good. I'm not going to slander Paul McCartney. <laughs> okay. You can, they, can they can look it up themselves. That's right. <laughs> Wikipedia Badfinger. <laughs> the thoroughly cursed band with great tunes. That's true. <clears throat> Okay, another kind of reminds me of the Pretenders. I've I've had them in the uh, in the car lately, and only one of them though. Well, no suicides, but two of them: uh, James Honeymoon Scott, the guitarist, and the bassist, both heroin ODs. Heroin, heroin ODs, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was only four of them, so well, pretty bad. Chrissy's still there. Chrissy's still there. She's rocking, <laughs> all vegan and everything. Go, Chrissy! Did? Yeah, right on, Chrissy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's been always been very strong-headed, I think. In the middle of the road. That's right. Okay. Let's uh, play... We digress. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Roy Orbison... You know, I always like playing Sun stuff. Sun Records, yes. Yeah, but I'm not playing anything by Sun. And not so. just because, in the interim, during this long break between our podcasts, we've experienced the solar eclipse. That's <clears> true, <throat> we have. But I'm not playing anything from Sun this time. Although I do, I don't think so. Anyway, so it's see. like a, it's a cousin of Sun once removed is what you're going to play. <laughs> it, it's 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 Roy Orbison on Monument on Monument Records. Yeah, but check okay. this out. This is a B side to. Let's see, what's the B side to? It is, oh, the B side to Blue Bayou. Oh, Crystal Gale's hit, right? Well, it was Roy Orbison's hit first. Sure. Yeah, but check out. Crystal Gale will this, be at the Snoqualmie Casino. Is she I think still this alive? I, I just saw it in the paper. I wow. kind of it kind of shocked me myself. Well, <laughs> not that she's still alive, but you know the whole casino circuit kind of just surprises you. Paul Rogers, like, wow! Paul Rogers is playing at the at the casino, right? Yeah, you know? I mean, there it's he's big still. He's a great vocalist. Okay, really so is. but anyway, just listen to to Roy Orbison tear it up on the B side to Blue Bayou. Mm, well, I got a woman mean as she can be.
misunderstood Everything I do, well, I sure do it good Yeah, I got a woman, mean as she can be be very interested if the traveling wilburys made folks go back and find songs like that because that was really special that was a pretty cool song yeah yeah i mean he's i don't think of roy as a as a like you know upbeat rocker i more think of like you know the cry and the, he was the at first country western slow he was slower. at first yeah he yeah was no that was great yeah. um I, and that's monument records folks i not that I've ever heard of Monument <laughs> Records. It was his, I think it was maybe his second, it was maybe it might have been his third label, because he did MGM in there too. For Sun, and then he went to maybe MGM, then Monument after that. All right, let's uh, continue on with the the kind of southern rock, 50s rockabilly kind of guy. This guy's name is Chuck Miller. We're gonna shake it away the blues. We're gonna shake about a kind of big blues. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Well, the moon look along some shining through the trees. Well, the moon look along some shining through the trees. Don't jump, look lonely when your baby packs up to leave. Well, I'm going upon a mountain to find that baby of mine. Well, I'm going upon a mountain to find that baby of mine. Well, something tells me she's not coming back this time. She got a face like a fish, shaped like a frog. When she loves me, I holler, ooh, hot dog. Love that gal, better than I do myself. But I'm all alone, all alone on the shelf. Shake 
shining through the trees. Well, the moon look lonesome shining through the trees. Don't you look lonely when your baby packs up to leave. She got a face like a fish, shaped like a frog. When she loves me, I holler, ooh, hot dog. Love that gal better than I do myself. But I'm all alone, all alone on the shelf. Well, that was really moving. Yeah. Kind of made you feel like uh, you were doing like swing dancing or something. Yeah. Chuck Miller. Never heard of Chuck Miller. Uh, he had... Uh, Glenn Miller's brother? No, he had a big hit. I think it was called The House of Blue Lights in the 50s. And then he had a few that were, you know, follow-ups that just didn't quite capture the nation's fancy like that one. This was recorded and released on January 1st, 1956. That's so right on the label. Chuck Miller, Boogie Blues. Mercury Records. Let's keep on along in that kind of vein. How do you? You're in the boogie mood now, yeah, huh? Let's do it. All right. Well, I was in the haystack, fast asleep. Somebody stole my little boy. My cow left home and my sheep did too. was different it was uh i've never heard little bo peep turned into a up-tempo rock song little boy blue by hoyt johnson again All right, hoyt. kind of mid 50s stuff kind of a recent acquisition so my parents would know these songs is what you're telling me i doubt it, <laughs> I doubt it. not my parents <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you know, honestly, I've got a lot of obscure stuff. And I, I maybe this Ooh. isn't obscure to everybody, but I think to the majority of people that were listening to the radio at that time, it probably was. So I, so you're saying 
probably didn't make it on the radio. It might have. <laughs> it might have. Uh, it's cool though. Doesn't, sure. Doesn't matter if it pl- was on the radio. You want to hear something on the radio from the radio? I got plenty of stuff we can listen to from the radio. No, I just. I mean, so, so somebody cuts this record. Where does it go? Jukebox. Oh, ju- okay. A jukebox. Yeah. Jukebox, maybe country. That could have been on a country station. They might have played it, although it's a little bit rocking for a country station. I mean, I'm thinking of that movie, that thing you do, you know, the Tom Hanks movie, where, yeah. where it's like they, they cut that record and the guy goes into the into the camper van okay. and tries to make the local DJ play it. Just, just remember that everybody <laughs> was trying to get on the Elvis Presley bandwagon. And that's... That's kind of what that was all about, I think. Uh, yeah. Let's not play something that sounds like Elvis Presley. No, let's not. Okay. Especially, we played Kaleidoscope earlier. I would just like to remind remind you that. Do not see Elvis in that song. The Dells, Hallelujah Baby. Moving right on. Let's just pick it right up and keep this party going. Woo! 
No slowing down. that ending say that you love me say that you need me jackie wilson you know you make me want to shout different different that's guy. the same uh that's the same ending though okay <clears throat> but this is jack that was jackie wilson uh so i looked up wikipedia because i heard that backbeat was monster mash is what <laughs> said to me <laughs> <laughs> and did you find a connection between jackie wilson and boris pickett uh not at all Okay. Maybe Jackie Wilson, Wilson Pickett, Boris Pickett. Ah, that's how we get there. That's like an anthropological exercise. That's right. Okay. Let's play a 78. That was Jackie Wilson said, like like Van Morrison's Jackie Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Jackie Wilson. When you smile? I don't know. I've got a bunch of stuff by him, but I don't know what it is memorized. No, the big the big Van Morrison song is uh, Jackie Wilson oh, said, that one. parenthetical, yes. when you smile. yes. I'm in heaven. Yeah, I'm in heaven. I don't have that one. I don't have that one. Really? No, I have some van, but not that one. All right. Let's listen to Earl Curry. I'm going to stop singing this show. No, well, it's (laughs) it's good. You're doing great. I'm sorry, Earl Curry? Earl Curry. Okay. I want you loving. I want you loving. Oh, 
songs usually just don't fade away they usually you know end yeah i don't know some somebody in this room is thinking we're in a bit of a rut <laughs> i've been outed <laughs> <laughs> we uh, i told you i was gonna play an old record i'm I, I didn't tell you the truth i well they're all old but this is less old than the one i was gonna play uh remember cliff richard in the shadows oh yeah yeah so this is one of his this was a B-side to one of his big hits, and it's pretty cool. Come on, pretty baby, let's move it and a groove it. Well, shake, oh baby, shake, oh honey, we don't lose it. Let me tell you, baby, it's called rock and roll They say it's gonna die, but honey, be less face it Well, he just don't know what's going to replace it Everybody's like a lip, so I've got nothing on Real country music that just drives along
Those have got nothing on Real country music that just drives along So what's that, a B-side two? Because my faint recollection of Cliff Richard is more of a crooner, kind of. No? Well, yeah, and Schoolboy Crush is the uh, the A-side to that one, which was kind of a croony type of rock and roll song. But so this is one of those surreptitious records where, you know, the parents were supportive of Schoolboy Crush, but they didn't know what evil rock and roll was on the backside. And that kind of rocked. Yeah, no, yeah, it did. Yeah, so uh, I didn't expect it from Cliff Richard. That's for sure. Well, that's why I played it. Uh, we're still gonna mix it up a little bit. Well, now we're gonna play that old one. Actually, a different old one that I thought I was gonna play. This is um. Well, it's about time. Did, did I? Yeah. This is the Coon Sanders Original Nighthawk Orchestra, and it is everything is hotsy totsy now. Coon Sanders. Yes, that's the names of the people, Coon and Sanders. Oh, Coon and Sanders. But it's the Coon Sanders. Is that K-U-H-N? C-O-O-N. Oh, okay. It's, that's their names. All right.
certainly was a change of pace. Yes, it was. Did you do any research on that uh, group while we were playing? No. No. Well, okay. I was busy looking at something we were talking about last night. Okay. <clears throat> uh, one of what's kind of unfortunately uh, another great rock and roll hero died the past week. Walter Becker. And so um, I'm going to break out of the format a little bit, the non-format format, and play something that I did not acquire recently. But I think that it's okay to break out of the format for a commemoration of Walter Becker. Uh, of course, you know, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this, the ten of them, uh, knows who Steely Dan is. I think Steely Dan as it is. It's not an R. Singular. Yes. <laughs> so let's play something from their LP Countdown to Ecstasy in commemoration of Walter Becker's passing. <laughs> Come at it 
So I have to confess, I've never listened to that song as closely and heard all that talking noise in the background in the in near the end. Like, it's, something's going on there. Uh, he liked uh, early or later Steely Dan. I, I tend to like the earlier stuff. Uh, he, and, and by early or late, I don't mean... I mean, anything gaucho, post-gaucho doesn't even count. Yeah. Um... It, I you know I like them all. They're they're a little different at, at at different times, but I mean, you know, can't buy a thrill is just like every song is is great. Um, I, I find it interesting. We were just looking at the picture on the back of Countdown to Ecstasy, which has the two guitarists, Skunk Baxter yeah. and Denny Diaz. Yeah. Of course, it was Rick Derringer doing the slide on the song we just played. But okay. yeah, um, that's interesting. Yeah. How do you know that? Uh, Wiki. Says so. Here it is. Says so. Slide guitar on Showbiz Kids. Right on the back there. There you go. All I know is Becker was laying down the bottom. And then you had Larry Carlton, who came on board for Asia. See, but, and you know, Asia... I think Larry Carlton was actually on Royal Scam, too. Asia and, um, Gaucho? and Gaucho, and to a lesser extent, Royal Scam. It's just... These earlier ones, they, they rocked more, and I, I kind of like... The, the rock a little bit more than the than that that gotta grant you that they definitely rock more in the earlier ones yeah yeah I mean they're nice but it's almost like background it's like listening to Sade you know <laughs> I wouldn't say that but almost like but I, this is great I mean you can just hear them you can Becker putting down that bass line there yeah. on that yeah it was great yeah so so I so let's let's go back to our non-formatted format and and play another new acquisition. We're kind of running short of time here. I imagine we got time for two, three more. I think that's great. Okay, let's play. Let's play. Uh, let's get back to the blues. And then this is like the. It's elect- about time, the, guy. The electric blues. It's gonna be uh, little Walter singing. Tell me, Mama. We've had little Walter before. Have we? Yeah. Tonight. Not tonight. I'm thinking like show number two, maybe Little Walter, but I'll have to look at my. Uh, Hopefully, it's not this same song. But if it that, is, nobody's heard it anyway. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and here comes the lovely Heather. Okay, here we go, Little Walter.
caught unawares of it there. <laughs> um, also in Cadillac Records. Also? Jeez. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, type, I usually like to play a little bit of jazz, and I don't think I have played jazz. I'm going to play a little bit of jazz with, with a, a kind of a blues singer type of sound. Um, Coleman so Hawkins. jazz blues. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Coleman Hawkins with Thelma Carpenter singing. She's funny that way. Not much to look at, nothing to see. Just glad I'm living and lucky to be. I've got a man crazy for me. He's funny that way. Coleman Hawkins. One thing I love about the show, guy, is I, I learn about people I just never heard of. You'd never heard of Coleman Hawkins? Never heard of Coleman Hawkins, but I see here from my wiki research he was the founder of Bebop. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. He was more kind of like the first big tone tenor sax player that preceded bebop. Uh, I think he was like probably the grandfather of all the tenor sax players that came after him. You could have a direct line from Coleman Hawkins all the way to uh, Lester Young, uh, Stan Getz, uh, Sonny Rollins. It's all that big tone. Ben Webster. I sure. Mean, that, he did. He did. He moved and tried to do some bebop, but I think there's other founders of bebop probably before Coleman Hawkins. All right. Well, then you should revise Wikipedia. So it's just some guys. Like Find it interesting. It says here that he he tried to establish his own big band and failed, so instead he just created a side project at a uh, bar in Manhattan with Thelonious Monk, Oscar Pettiford, Miles Davis, and Max Roach. Right. My, wouldn't that be a nice That'd bar to just wander into? You know, um, just by the by, as part of my recent acquisitions, I, I came and I did acquire several Thelonious Monk 78s on Blue Note, and that's uh, really cool stuff. Well, I, I'm sure we'll be visiting that later. Not tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. Let's. But we are going to play it. We're, gonna, we're starting to bring it to a, a close, and I didn't really play much country tonight but that's that's okay we we played plenty of country before um i'm going to play some something more, on blue note i see another blue note yeah this is a guy named teddy bunn who was a guitar player and this is uh got a vocal on it also a little bit probably a little bit more mellow than that last one <laughs> She's a big fat mama with a mean shaking on her bones. She's a big fat mama with a mean shaking on her bones. And every time she shakes it, makes a skinny woman lose. Thank you. 
So that one uh, was a little bit rough, but it, but it quiet. It was quiet. It was it was quiet. And we're we're kind of coming to a close, and I I kind of like to leave the show on kind of a quiet note, uh, and it's kind of ironic because I had this in my mind earlier that I was going to end on this last song, on this last record. Not that one. That was Teddy Bun doing Bachelor Blues. Uh, this next song, though, is it's going to be Killing Two Birds with One Stone. Uh, I said I hadn't played any country, and we are going to play some country, but it's also going to be mellow. And I think that, and it's, and it's appropriate for where we are right now, and if, I don't know, maybe if you listen to this now, and hopefully it won't be like this in two months, but right now we could all kind of use... Uh, uh, some good news about our country and about our government and about Florida and and Texas and I think that the sentiment expressed in this song is a, a nice sentiment and one that we can uh, think about as we bring the song to the music the show to a close I know I'm getting really intense here it's just like what <laughs> I need to drink another cider um but it's uh it's a nice song. It's it's by a guy named Texas Bill Strength and his saddle pals and his name last name is Strength. Strength. And Texas Bill Tex Strength. And his saddle pals singing It Could Be a Wonderful World. All right then. So And that'll close it out. We're gonna we're gonna close it out with this show and bring it down and sign off and and uh, see you next time. Hopefully it won't be as long as this last time. But this is a good one to end it on. So see you all. Good night. If each little kid could have fresh milk each day If each working man had enough time to play it could be a wonderful, wonderful world. It could be a wonderful world. If we could consider each other a neighbor, a friend, or a brother. It could be a wonderful, wonderful world. It could Of us knew what true brotherhood.